Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Marilyn Post podcast. I am producer Ross. Ross, oh, I forgot my own name then. And joining me, as always, is my trusty sidekicks Colin and Adam. Say hello, Japs. Hi there. Hello. And joining us for the first time, we have uh, two guys making their debuts today. Uh, you may have heard of Ryan Goodman. He's a fairly regular podcaster and writer over at the Palace of Wisdom, Dakota, UK. Say hello, Ryan. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, it's, I, I, I miss not being able to talk about football with anyone, so this is great. Ah, well, plenty of people that you can talk to about it. Uh, you're a Chelsea fan? Very, yes, Peace very sense. much so. <laughs> so if anybody says any mean things to me on Twitter, I'll be very upset, but I will go straight after your club, so <laughs> beware. Fair enough. And joining us for the first time also is uh, Joe Cawthorn. Hello, sir. How are we doing? You all right? Welcome. Thank you very much. You are a Sheffield Wednesday fan? I am for my sins. We're going to keep you and Colin apart as much as possible tonight. <laughs> uh, but welcome for to the, the podcast. Best. Is this your first ever podcast? It is, yeah. Yeah, actually. Wow. We'll be gentle. <laughs> Breaking me in. <laughs> this is rock and roll lifestyle from here on in. <laughs> <laughs> Big time. Uh, right, so we'll start with, well, Stamford Bridge. Nowhere else to start, really. 6-0, Chelsea beat Arsenal. Oxlade-Chamberlain uh, should have been sent off, wasn't sent off. Kieran Gibbs was instead. I think uh, the referee's come out today and apologised, hasn't he, for his mistake. They released a statement, like him and his team released a statement apologising. Oh, really? But nothing else has been said, so I'm like, that's not really that good. <laughs> no, that'll be it now as well. But someone got sent off, didn't they? Come on, <laughs> let's get a bit of perspective. Yeah. It's, this isn't a Graham Pole incident. <laughs> <laughs> It was a red card offence, yes. No, it wasn't a red Well, no, no one should have been sent off. But at least he showed a red card and someone got sent off. <laughs> Do, can, can they, like, actually suspend Kieran Gibbs for this? He is currently, he at the moment, he will have to face a suspension, yeah. But they're obviously, obviously they're appealing it. Yeah, but can, can it end up that the Ox will be the one that's suspended? I didn't think so originally, but then I saw some stuff on Twitter that makes it sound like it can be. But then because it seems that Arsenal are appealing that they're appealing on two front, they're appealing the mistaken identity and they're appealing the red card. Right. Okay. So I think that if they just get the mistaken identity, then Chamberlain will end up banned. Right. And if they don't, then if they get both, then no one will be banned. Fair enough. I think I think I thought it was a red because it's a goal scoring opportunity whether the ball's going what, the in ball or not. Going wide, <laughs> no, 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 because <laughs> I think the, like no, because at the time Oxley Chamberlain, Chamberlain thinks it's going in. in. Oxley Chamberlain thinks it's going in. That's why he did it. That's a fair point. It's it's hindsight to go. Actually, it was it was just going past the post. Oxley Chamberlain still stuck his hand out and did it because he thought it was going in. Yeah. What do you think, Joe? Did you see he, he this? He thought he was Joe Hart. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought it was possibly the best save of the game. When I first saw it. Um, but yeah, you're right, it was going wide. But uh, does that really make a difference? I, I don't think it does. Like uh, Ryan said, he's, he's, it's the intention, isn't it? He stuck his hand out um, and made a flying save. Uh, and I like I like the acrobatics as well to make it look like he was heading it. Yeah, he did a little flick of the head, didn't he, as well? That little sort of like salmon flick that he did. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> It was a good effort. Colin, what do you think? I think the result has done Andre Mariner a favour. Yeah. Um, because Chelsea were in so much control. I mean, can you imagine if that incident had happened in the 80th minute and it was nil-nil? Mm. And then because of a sending off, whoever you choose, then <laughs> um, Chelsea go on to win it 1-0. Can if you imagine the furore? If that had happened, Wenger would be in Belgium right now eating chips with mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, the thing is, though, I mean, 
we laugh, but it is a terrible decision. I mean, I do oh, hope yeah. that I do hope that Andre Mariner, you know, gets suspended for a while, not not dropped to the championship. That's not fair on the football league, but properly suspended. Just don't let him referee a game for a month. Mm. Well, it, why, it could why? set a dangerous precedent, couldn't it? Because I mean, if referees can now decide who they want to send off. It's uh, it could become dangerous. No, but look at look at it like this. How is he supposed to? He can't just take um, Oxley Chamberlain's word on this. Hasn't he got? It, he's given. Like you have to you have to accept that he's exactly Ross. Exactly, you have to accept that he's given that that decision with the absolute best intentions, and he, that's what he he thinks he he saw. Whether he got confused or not, fair enough. That happens. But like you said, there's three other officials there. Yeah, one of who them can also see? Who can also see what's happened? None of them, none of them were willing to put their hand up and go. We need to swap this round. <laughs> if you look on the face of it, Kieran Gibbs is a defender. Oxford Chamberlain is an attacking player. Who would you, if that had been reversed and mm-hmm. Gibbs was the person given the card and they'd sent off Chamberlain, that would have been a bit of a result for Arsenal. Yeah. If you yeah. look in the position they're in, so how, how he can't just accept. Chamberlain coming and saying that because that sets the worst precedent, I think. I, absolutely, I understand why Gibbs didn't make too much of it because he's thinking we're under the cosh here. The best opportunity for us to get back in the game is that Oxlade Chamberlain stays on rather than me as a defender. So I can see why he hasn't disputed it that much. What was the well, he, probably, he probably just didn't want to play the rest two of the nil. game. He, he probably thought, you know what, we're getting absolutely bullied here. Hmm. I can't be bothered. <laughs> So it's he, he got he, he got to sit he got to sit in the back for seventy five minutes. It was yeah, it was two 0 spot. Obviously, also had, it was about to become three 0 because they had the penalty. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Am I right in thinking as well that Oxlade Chamberlain came off at half time? Uh, yeah, yes, he, did. he was replaced by Flemini. Yeah. So I mean, they both ended up off the field for quite a large period of the game, didn't they? So <laughs> I think it's a real, it's a real shame as a Chelsea fan because like all these things happened, but like for that first fifteen minutes, mm. Chelsea were. All over Arsenal, they made them look silly. Yeah, and that's the frustrating thing for me because people are going to be like, "Oh, you know, got lucky with the decision, you know, changed the game." I'm like, "Well, it didn't." Coming off the back of the Villa performance. Well, I haven't seen anyone well. say. I haven't seen anyone say that. I've seen a couple of like scorned Man United fans <laughs> and Arsenal there. fans. Football fans, to, you know. football fans are morons. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening. Anyway, yeah, wrong podcast to say that. <laughs> Sorry. Really. Yeah. I stand by it. <laughs> One thing I just w- quickly was that there's, I saw people were very quick, especially some Arsenal fans, like I said, morons, very quick to turn on Wenger. You talking about James? <laughs> no, he's he's in the other other um he's in a different hemisphere. <laughs> but um, no, that very quick to turn, very quick to turn on Wenger, and um, I because they are the, all sorts of accusations being team lacked heart. But how many points did Chelsea get for winning six 0 Yeah, three. Only three. <laughs> exactly. But at the end of the day, I, I understand that Man United lost a, lost a tight long goal difference and it, it plays a part. But over the course of a whole season, goal difference is worth half a point. Yeah. Losing 1-0 or 6-0 doesn't really make an awful lot of difference. That's, that's the approach that I've come to realise. I've been a Leeds fan getting battered <laughs> quite routinely. It doesn't really make a difference. Wednesday fan. <laughs> That's very true, but Arsenal have had this happen to them three times now this season, and this was the season that they've looked the best they have for a couple of years. So there's clearly an issue. Well, is there an issue or is it a freak result? Because that half of the goals they've conceded have come in three games. <laughs> <laughs> they just switch off, don't they? And we're we're what twenty. Is it 20... How many games into the... Well, it's Arsenal 30 now. 30 now, yeah. Yeah, yeah 30 games in. And they, mm. So ten, so 50% of their goals have come from 10% of their games. <laughs> worrying. <laughs> is it worrying, though, Ross? Because actually, that's a good thing, isn't it? Well, yeah, but... You, well, because, like I said... From an Arsenal a fan perspective, and you think you'll get battered at least a couple of times this season by some teams. But then they should just take, get used to it. But what have. would you rather? What would you rather get battered a couple of times, but win four other games that end up being draws or losses? When you because you end up with narrow defeats or draws because mm. you're conceding. Like I think it shows that actually they're defending pretty well and they're just falling against 
they've fallen in three games. Yeah. In two of them, and in two of them, have there been red cards as well? I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I just think it's important to note that I think Arsenal lack like a character that you know, like they've had it in the past with like an Henri mm. who, that will drag them out of situations, and I don't think they have that. They, all, they mean everyone's head dropped after 15 minutes in the Chelsea game, and they just they didn't want to get back into it. They didn't look like they wanted to play. Yeah. So I think Arsenal, unless Wenger actually buys like he says he keeps going to, I think Arsenal is going to keep stuck in this rut. They do strike me as a team who, uh, who when everything's going well, they're, they're, they're all friendly and they're all, you know what I mean, they're all best friends. But then as soon as uh, things start to go downhill, they're all turning on each other. I don't know. That seems quite regular over the last few years from watching from the outside, obviously. Yeah, they need a bit, like Ryan said, there's no leader there. There's no massive strong leader. Like no, they had Vieira Arsenal, when they had... Yeah, Arsenal have always had decent leaders, haven't they? Mm. Um, yeah, that's definitely what they're missing at the minute. All right, well, let's move on to um, another team that scored six, but their defence is... Equally just as good as Arsenal's, they, they get battered, concede most weeks. Uh, Liverpool six, Cardiff three. Cardiff took the lead uh, twice in this game. Before I mean, this this is a, a defence that Manchester United couldn't score against, and Cardiff score three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're having fun, though, aren't they, Liverpool fans, this season? They are Kevin Keegan's new Newcastle, but as we said last week, that ended really well for them. Um, Have you seen it? In, in all these, this absolute glut of goals, they, they broke a... Um, their record is the most goals they've ever scored in a Premier League season. Yeah, and Luis Suarez has now scored the most goals that a player has scored without taking penalties. Oh, really? Yeah. Hell, yeah. He's also equal in Robbie Fowler's record for most goals in a season. Yeah, twenty-eight. <laughs> That's only for Liverpool, though. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for Liverpool. Eight games left to go. You think he's definitely on for at least 30, 34, possibly. I believe, as, I believe as well that Suarez has, um, has also matched Torres's goal-scoring record for Liverpool. Blimey. Something like hundred odd games with sixty odd uh, with sixty-five goals or something. Yeah. I think he's uh, I think he's matched that now as well. Well, they still got Norwich to play now, so he can have another four at least. But <laughs> well, that's exactly it, isn't it? It's more flat-track bullying for Suarez. <laughs> yeah, two goals from Martin Skirtle. I think it's quite a bit more impressive or worrying for Cardiff. I think. Well, just carrying on with the uh, Torres statistics, uh, Skirtle has now scored more goals than Torres this season. <laughs> how's, that, how's that make you feel, Brian? Um, £50 million pound well spent, if you ask me. <laughs> it was a nice... For them four uh, Premier League goals. He's, he's, he's really good at assisting. Yeah, he played a nice ball through for Oscar's second goal. Yeah. He just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, I've got a chance to score... But I'm probably going to miss, so I'm going to have to play it to someone else. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, jumping forward, but that was exactly the same with Soldado today, so maybe yeah. that's the new thing. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's what you want assists from your strikers. Yeah, It's that whole false nine thing, isn't it? Torres probably just, like, I've seen things, pictures of where Torres should be in a play and where he really is, <laughs> and he's pretty much standing in midfield all the time. Maybe that's it. Maybe he really just wants to play for Spain and he thinks that they need they need that false nine because they don't have Messi. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Colin, your thoughts on Liverpool this week? I think it's just showing us what we already knew they're all about. They're they're a serious outfit, and I, and I think that of all the title challenges, they're the dangerous one. Four points if, behind Chelsea, game in hand. If Liverpool don't win it, they will definitely be the deciders on who does win it. Mm. Because City and Chelsea have still got to go to Anfield. Yeah. I mean, last five games, five wins, 15 points, 19 goals. That's just under four a game. Not bad, is it? Who are they playing, though, Colin? Well, <laughs> they're play- yeah, they're Cardiff. playing Cardiff. <laughs> playing Sunderland next. Oh, Christ. Oh, massacre, massacre incoming. <laughs> even, even though Fulham lost, um, all the teams around them lost as well, so it's still... Everyone's just stayed the same at the bottom of the table, haven't they? Norwich had a brilliant day. Yes. This yes. is Chris Hewton's biggest day. It's a massive game for him. You said this last week and the week before. It's, he has one of these results that just moved I him re- away. I reckon he went home and had chips for two. <laughs> 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 I bet he went to Delia's. She cooked him something after that. Uh, yeah, Fulham did lose, though. They got battered 5-0. Two Yotori penalties and an extra pretty special goal, his third one. 
Um, Fernandinho got a goal, and Manuel Post's favourite, Martin Dimichelis, actually got a goal as well. Did anyone see the the, the stat that popped up on... Um, you know how they have the little bits of inf- information like on the top of match of the day mm. by the score in the game? And I didn't really understand it because it wasn't that clear, but it said that Yaya Torre has scored nine goals from 11 dead ball situations this, this season. Jesus. That's probably true because I assume that counts penalties and free kicks, and I'm pretty sure I've not seen him miss a free kick. He's <laughs> <laughs> just unreal. But the, my next question, what, why is he only taking 11 of them then? Yeah. The is... What do you think? That means he's only taken at least nine free kicks because he took two penalties in that game. <laughs> yeah. And Aguero Maybe you should start taking goal kicks and see what happens. <laughs> unless, unless it's like um, 11 recently. Like he started scoring from free kicks recently and then they're doing unless, You know how people say that I scored three in four games. I'm like, yeah, four games recently. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what Luis Suarez does when he's playing against Norwich, <laughs> Sunderland, Cardiff. Yeah, scored six in three, yeah, but six of them were in one game. Play against Chelsea, <laughs> don't fancy it. Well, he's scored 20 goals so far this season, hasn't he? Not bad, isn't it? Um, I can't remember how many Bale scored last season, but I'm pretty sure that the only midfielder to have scored more than that in a Premier League is... Is uh, Frank Lampard <laughs> many years back? No. It's convenient stat, this. Uh, I'm just going to suggest players like Scholes, Perez. I think he might they, have been they, they, ne- they never got 20. I don't Perez think got... definitely scored 20 goals this season. I'm fairly. I'm right. I'm not going to talk for the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think Lampard probably the most recent to get 20. Well, Frank Lampard had like five seasons in a row or something where he got 20 goals. Yeah. But I think that was all competitions. I don't think that was Premier League. Mm. A lot of them are dead balls as well. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of penalties in there, but um, this has got to be worrying for Fulham, though. City haven't been playing great recently, and they just got absolutely battered. Did you see Pellegrini, um, Pellegrini afterwards said that Ful- that he was happy with the result because Fulham are a team that defend well? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that's not really that's not really true. There is a I mean... goal difference. <laughs> Let's be honest, Fulham are just a bit of a mess right now. I'm sorry, like, the whole thing with, like, Martin Yarl, and then, I can't even remember, like, yeah, just, what is going on? No. Who's, who's got their head screwed on the wrong way to try and run this football club? Are Wilkinson and Kerbishley still there? Kerbishley's gone. <laughs> and I think, I think Wilkinson went, uh, Ray Wilkins went as well. Wow. Yeah, he did, I'm yeah. pretty sure Wilkins went the same time as... Rene, and then Kerbishley went a couple of weeks later. Madness. So he, he was probably there again in about a month. They had no shots on target yesterday. Very easy afternoon for Joe Hart. He had six goal kicks to take. I think that's probably all he did. Nice to see that uh, like 15 million Fulham spent was well well used. I'm sure he's going to love playing in the championship next year. Metroglou <laughs> not even on the bench yesterday. What's going off there? Why, why, is, why is that happening? I don't know. Colin's got a massive uh, issue with um, what's his name, Colin, the Fulham striker? Oh, uh, Woodrow. That's the one. Yeah, right. starting in place of Mitroglou. It makes no and, sense. And Darren Bent. And Darren Bent. Yeah, Bentley's you do love Bent. Darren Bent, though, don't you? <laughs> well, he's a proven goal scorer. If you give him opportunities, couldn't even get on the pitch yesterday. <laughs> Darren, Darren Bent is a really good player. I don't know what's yep. happened. Like, I think he's made the wrong career choices in his, you know, in his career. But That's he's called Aston Villa. <laughs> He's pr- he's a Can't proven goal scorer. Yeah, he is. Get him in the box, he'll, he'll pretty fin- much finish. But pff, I don't know. Fulham are just they're just lacking everything. I think. I think it would do them good to um, be in the championship for a couple of seasons. Start again. Yeah, because weird to think they were in the Europa League final. Yeah, like, Juventus. A couple of years ago, matched Juventus. Madness. <laughs> Yeah, desperate, desperate times, desperate measures. They, they need like a statue of a dead pop star or something. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm thinking Elvis is the only one that can help them now. If anything, uh, they can just put that in front of the goal. That might help them a little bit. Just lay the Jackson one down in front of the goal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's talk about um, Everton. It's a pretty good game. This one. Uh, I, I didn't see the ball leave the floor once. <laughs> Yeah, Leighton Baines with a penalty, Lukaku and Barkley with the goals for Everton, uh, Bonnie and then Williams uh, with a late consolation, I think, for Swansea. 
this is the uh, a game for the purists. This must be better than watching um, El Clasico, Adam, surely. Pretty much, yeah. I was just about to say that. <laughs> it might be I, my weekends maybe peaked a little bit too early. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the match stats, Swansea absolutely dominated in terms of shots and possession. They did, but that's to be expected because what um, because we scored quite early on, mm. and there's, there's there's actually you actually there's actually a stat for pretty much all of football, I believe that. Once a team goes ahead, the the team that's gone behind increases their amount of possession. Yeah. Which, you, is, when you think about it, obviously makes sense because they're looking to to try and get themselves back in the game. The other team maybe drops a little bit deeper. Mm. Um, it's happier without the ball, perhaps. And you're playing two teams that already like to dominate possession as it is. Yeah. So um, I think that that's where that came from. One, an early goal. And then also, as we went further ahead in the second half especially when we were two goals ahead we were just happy to defend yeah I was um, I was treating with uh, Mark from the the midweek show um, he was well not slating but saying Lukaku really wasn't doing much literally Goal. a minute later he scored yeah, yeah I saw that <laughs> thought about getting involved I'll leave it probably best yeah. I was just happy he wasn't playing right wing again <laughs> yeah you don't do that with a player like him stick him through the middle battering ram but yeah. how, how many this goals did David, he score? This is David Moyes. He doesn't need to go. Be, it's like Yelovich all over again. <laughs> Ruin that man. Yelovich Mark Two. Yeah. How many goals has he got this season, then, Adam? I don't know, but Wikipedia is currently on my, my phone right now. Colin, just because I, I don't want you to be accused of lying to listeners, Yaya Torre has not scored twenty league goals this season. <laughs> is that all competitions? I don't. It must be. Yeah. But you were. But I'll also give you that you were right. But neither, neither did Scholes or Perez. Torre's got 16 Premier League goals this season. Yeah. Not bad. More than Hazard, who's probably going to win player of the year, I'd say anyway. Really? Yeah, I think so. Suarez? He's not going to win, is he? He must do, surely. He won't. I don't think the FA are going to want to... No, he should have won last year. Maybe player's player of the year. No, wait, definitely not player's player of the year. Because Ivanovic (laughs) is probably just going to walk around everyone (laughs) going... He bit me, don't. No, 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 no. No, I think he will win Players Player of the Year because I think when you hear a lot of players talk about what they think for that, they like to think about the player they've played against who, who terrorised them? them the most. <laughs> and that's going to be Suarez, I think. Yeah, true. Just, he's just an absolute animal. just doesn't stop running. Mm. I've, I've, said this, where, I've said I'm this before, gonna... and I'll say it again. I'm pretty sure the Serbian blood that he got from Ivanovic <laughs> is like... Met, like super sized, he's like a superhero. <laughs> Serbian man, Ser- <laughs> Serbian man to the rescue. <laughs> right, Ross, I'm going to do your job and bring this back. Lukaku <laughs> scored eleven goals. Eleven. Yeah, in Premier League goals this season. Is that more than the Chelsea players have scored combined? It's more than Chelsea strikers, yeah. Because yeah, because this is the disgusting thing about Everton. <laughs> Why on earth is Lukaku playing? Why is he on loan and not at Chelsea scoring got just... He's not going to come back though, is he? Because Mourinho doesn't like him. No. He's going to buy someone else instead. They've fallen out, yeah. It upsets me greatly. Let him go, Ryan. Let him go. Oh, oh God. At least you've got Denver Bar. <laughs> nah, Denver Bar. Two goals against Tottenham. Too good. <laughs> Too strong. Just bring back Mikhail Forsell. <laughs> what a legend. Needs yeah. <laughs> All right, let's rattle through a few other games. Then Hull beat West Brom 2-0. Um, that's pretty much assured Hull of staying up. Um, West Brom still in the mix of relegation. Um, they're going down for me. They're going down. They're going down for you? Yeah, definitely. I think they're, uh, they, haven't got, they haven't really got a striker. I mean, Anichibi's playing well, but he's not he's not really scoring that much, is he? No, um, I've not, not even noticed the playing well bit. <laughs> yeah, well, I, when I've seen him... He's I think he so- just sort of runs into people, doesn't he? <laughs> Well, he's big, well, um, yeah, I kind of think that they sold long, didn't they? Obviously, to Hull. Mm. And they uh, had Bidro sat on the bench every week as well. Yeah, it's just it's just crazy. I mean, why would you sell Shane Long when when you haven't really got another striker like him? Yeah, he's, well, he, he came back to haunt them anyway. So <laughs> yeah, it was sort it was sort of like kick West Brom while they're down, weren't it? Yeah. Uh, Newcastle, they got a, a very very late winner against Crystal Palace. Uh, Papasise in the. Well, Last minute of the game. Um, Too late, if you ask me. Nothing for didn't do anything for Newcastle really. Um, 
keeps Palace in the mix though for relegation. They're three, uh, two, three, three points off the drop with uh, Sunderland just behind them, two games in hand. So they'll be the ones to drop into that bottom three if Sunderland can pick up any points. Um, what other games we've got? Sunderland. Uh, yeah, Sunderland lost 2 0 to Norwich, as we said. Smacking, uh, smacking, cracking goal from uh, is it Alex Tete of Norwich. Great goal. Yeah. Incredible finish. Brilliant strike. Brilliant control as well to keep that down. And um, Snodgrass, again, Colin. Turning on, isn't he? Well, well, Snodgrass has, has been Chris Hewton's saviour. Mm. He's, he's the one who's sort of been their linchpin. He's calmed everything down and. I think he's only got six goals this season, but he's he's been a steadying influence, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, and I, I know that he was interviewed after the game and uh, asked about Teddy's goal, and he says he says I'd love to say he does that all the time in training, but he doesn't. <laughs> um, so so that that ball could have honestly ended up in Ipswich, um, but it just hit the back of the net. Do you not feel feel Ross that I just with that that goal with Yaya Torre's third goal. And the Wayne Rooney goal that we're about to move on to, mm. your claim that that um, Fabian Delph has got the goal of the season only last week <laughs> has yet again fallen quite flat. No, I still think it is. It's a, a brilliant team goal and it's a fantastic behind-the-back finish. Strikes and distance are very nice to look at, but they're not excellent goals, are they? A lot of the time they're just hit and hope. Oh, you're, we're off for the same, same hymn sheet. <laughs> Excellent, finally. So it's taken three seasons. I'll make the argument that hitting the ball like from outside the area, like the balls are so light, mm. I'm pretty sure even I could volley a ball and it would just drop in. <laughs> and I'm terrible. That's a bold claim. <laughs> We're going to have to get some video evidence of this, Ryan. Oh, okay, that's definitely not going to go very well. But... Has anyone seen that advert? That Remember that advert that um, Michael Owen had where they were asking him to hit the thing in the beat for the BT Sport advert? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Michael. Uh, although Snodgrass only got six goals, that's so five more than I think the strikers have got for them this season. So someone's finally stepped up for them. And I, th- I think Norwich are going to be safe again. 32 points. I've, I, have they got another one of these results in them, though? 32 points, is, is that going to be enough? Yeah. It sh- well, it shouldn't be, in theory. I don't think it is. The old target used to be 40, but... They've got Swansea, West Brom, Fulham to play before their final four games. Very big games, though. Mm. Very big games. Three draws there, they're up, I think. But the same thing, that they lose that game. Well, I think that now the stand, other standout team to go down with them is probably, I think, Fulham and Cardiff are gone. Yeah. And the other one's West Brom. And if they've got to play West Brom... Yeah, <laughs> they lose that. And I don't know what West Brom's fixtures are, but I know that they probably it's probably unlikely that they're going to include Manchester United, Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, <laughs> Arsenal. And, uh, West Brom have got... Bayern Munich have got a play, haven't they, I think? <laughs> West Brom have got Cardiff, Norwich, Spurs, Man City, West Ham, Arsenal, Sunderland, Stoke. So they've got a couple of them, but yeah, it's not as hard as Norwich's run, definitely. <clears throat> uh, okay, uh, like Adam said, there, Wayne Rooney scored... Quite a good goal, hitting hope for me, but decent strike nonetheless. Um, and Man United beat West Ham 2-0. I, I, I obviously fancied Andy Carroll for a goal on this one, as I always do, but the big man let me down. He had a header, that was probably as close as he came to scoring. Uh, Beckham was there. What do you think? It was an alright game, wasn't it? It wasn't brilliant. It was just job done, I suppose, from Moyes and his team. Rooney's second goal was absolute jokes. <laughs> I mean, he's gone, look, I've just scored one for 50 yards, and now you're going to kick the ball into me, and he's going to go in the net. He's probably just thinking, I shouldn't have bothered with the first one. You're just gifting me him now. <laughs> you can, yeah, if you're going to do this shit. I won't bother running around. I thought afterwards um, how hilarious it would have been if Rooney had missed that chance. After he just popped that one in from near enough halfway line, if, if he'd missed <laughs> the chance to six yards. Puts that, puts that one over the bar. Yeah, that would have been brilliant. Um, I had to... I, Ross fancied Carroll for a goal. I actually fancied West Ham to get a bit of a result. I thought that the, the Manchester United team that Moyes had put out was a bit a bit of a joke. Yeah. It's the best he's got at the minute, though, isn't it? Is it? Carrick at centre-half? What was that about? Is that, has he actually got not got... He's got so many centre-halves. Surely one of them, has, two of them have got to be fit. There wasn't another one on the bench ever. It was the only defender on the bench. That must he's be got... what he's got. Ferdinand Vidic, Smalling. Smalling, 
Evans. Jones is playing him. Jones. Yeah, Jones is already playing. I think that's no, it. No, no, he, he absolutely loves Carrick for some strange, unknown reason. <laughs> so hold on, what's this? What's this nonsense? <laughs> Just you, Ross. You didn't. Tell me you were bringing on people who didn't appreciate Michael Carrick. He's a Chelsea fan, weren't you? We didn't discuss this. <laughs> he's been used to he's watching Lampard. He's another Colin. <laughs> yeah, why, why don't you go off and enjoy John Obi Macau? <laughs> hey, hey, I hate John Obi Macau. Okay, <laughs> he's terrible. Don't bring that. Don't try and bring that to me. Oh. Just because you're sitting there with Tom Cleverley, just a ten thousand signatures for him not to play for England. <laughs> yeah, bullies, all, all ten thousand of you. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Cleverley I- alone. <laughs> I, I think Manchester United were playing on adrenaline. I think they still had that adrenaline from beating Olympiacos 3-0, mm. which was an amazing result, by the way. But it is only Olympiacos. Was it? A Greek team that have never won a game in England. <laughs> well, well done. It, well, it, according to the press, it was the game that was going to put Moyes in a hell of a lot of mess. And guess what? It battered them 3-0. Mm. It's the, the game that kick-started their season. If your season's been kick-started in March, you've got issues. <laughs> Okay. What's an, every what's game kickstarts David Moyes' season lately. Seems like every time they get a point or a win, his season's been kickstarted. That's like they well, beat like Crystal Palace, and it's like, oh, Man United back to their best. I'm like, exactly. no, no. I was just happy to see him smiling in the post-match interview. <laughs> it's been a while. It's rare, just, isn't it? Yeah. Just let me say this: Who's Manchester United? Who are Manchester United playing on Tuesday? Uh, Man City. Man City. Is that, is that correct? That's a sort of trivia question. <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying, just saying, Manchester City. City could be in trouble there. <laughs> honestly, honestly. No Van Persie. Right? I mean, that's the best thing I've heard since painting bread, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Van Persie it's saw that Champions League draw then conveniently got injured for six weeks. With Van Persie being out, yeah. it's, not the, it's not the worst thing in the world. I was, if... Mata is going to play in that number 10 role. Okay? He's not going to be out on a wing but or anything like that. They both yesterday and they both keep getting each other's way. I I agree. With, I actually agree with Colin there. It's it's awful that you lost Van Persie, but it's not actually the worst thing in the world. I think Van Persie sits there talking about how all these players are running in his space, like he owns it. <laughs> but effectively, what that means is there's too many players in a particular space, and now Robin Van Persie's body's let him down, and he's hmm. he's going to be voiding that space, and that's going to maybe be to the benefit of Manchester United as a whole. Yeah. Right. But uh, on the same way, I think that in a couple of weeks' time, you might see some Man United fans who wish they didn't beat Olympiacos. <laughs> it could be embarrassing, couldn't it? Yeah, Bayern. Come on, they they beat they beat Barcelona seven nil last season. <laughs> and they had some defenders. Well, one at least in PK. They had they had a defender. Yeah. <laughs> but more importantly, they had about seventeen central midfield players. Which... Hey, cleverly's there. We're fine. <laughs> Okay, Sunday's games then. Tottenham, uh, they won. They beat Southampton 3-2. A late, late winner from uh, Gilfie Sigerson after Christian Eriksen got his first ever career brace, apparently, according to the BBC website. That's a great stat, isn't it? Yeah. Who cares? Who's keeping track of that stuff? Yeah, two goals in the game. Well done. Um, Jay Rodriguez with his 13th of the season and Lalana put um, Southampton 2-0 up early in the first half. Good win for Spurs. Keeps the pressure. Well, keeps it competing with Everton, at least. For that fourth, uh, fifth place, they finally got to zero like, goal difference now as well. Do you think they're competing with Everton, or do you think that I think that the if you see the sort of the stories around Arsenal at the moment and how Wenger didn't turn up to press conferences after the game, he's cancelled his pre-match press conference. Not really. Um, before the midweek fixture, that that there could be some some problems there. Shouldn't they going after Arsenal going after that fourth place? It would be well. I, I, you need to if you look at it, you see that um, at the moment Everton have got a game in hand on Spurs. So you you look at that Arsenal have then got to play Everton at Goodison Park. Mm. If 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 we win that game, there's a lot of Everton fans who still think that that it isn't possible that Everton can finish in the top four. No, and no. if Everton can finish there, then Spurs definitely can. It would be incredible if Sherwood somehow managed to finish in fourth place. Oh. It's not going to happen. No. No, no, I don't think so. I think Tottenham are. Uh, I think Everton have got a much, much stronger case for it. They're uh, 
Tottenham are, are too inconsistent. They can be look like world beaters one day and then get absolutely spanked the next. Mm. Um, I think Everton have just got that that a little bit of class about them. Sherwood's always got a look of panic on his face, like pure panic. Like that's he's no the, idea. That's because all the players must hate him. Now. Did you <laughs> see the, the comments he said about about when he said the play, some of the players were, aren't my cup of tea? Yeah. And then they asked him. <laughs> so then then the, the, the journalist said to him. So which which players are your cup of tea? And then he started talking about how brilliant a brilliant Adebayor was. I imagine he started talking up Bentaleb and then said the goalkeeper's all right. <laughs> all right. The goalkeeper. I'm not even going to use his name. All right. No, I don't. Fa- I don't. He probably can't pronounce else. it properly. He's probably like Hugo Luis. He's probably. He's no, like, he's like, this, nah. is who, this is a man who wears a gilet. He can say French words. <laughs> I bet he calls it a body warmer. He doesn't call it a gilet. Um, no, that's because he still he needs to go back to Romford, doesn't he? So isn't he an Arsenal fan can't... as well? Tim Sherwood, I'm sure. It was his, his dad is an Arsenal fan at least. I think his dad's an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Yeah. Awful for him. Uh, all right, and our final game of the weekend in the Premier League was um, Aston Villa. Off the back of their win last week, got absolutely tonked at home by Stoke four-one. Um, t- they took the lead as well. With a nice cutback from Delph and Benteke. Knocked it into a fairly open net. Odon Wingy, Crouch and Zonzi and Jeff Cameron, the fourth goal for Stoke. Wow. Bring out all the big guns today, Stoke were. I think. I, think I mean, I'm game... not going to lie. I didn't watch this game. <laughs> nope. Oh, I definitely didn't. Neither did I. <laughs> did you, Joe? I did. Oh, Joe, why? Yes. <laughs> That's a, um, a, a man who's got a glutton for punishment. <laughs> <laughs> I think it highlighted Stoke's change recently. They, I mean, they've always been known as sort of like a hoof it up top aim for Peter Crouch kind of club mm. um, but for the third goal they actually had 15 passes before it good lord that must be a Stoke record they, well it, it must be a club record they're, uh, they're, it, it were ridiculous they were actually playing football which which I didn't expect to see in that game at all um, so to, to get to get one passage were, were nice yeah good win for them Colin anything to say on Villa or and or Stoke yeah I think it's a good result for Stoke yeah um I think they're both safe anyway. Not that Stoke were really that much in the mess, but it'll be interesting to see what happens That's next season. I'm fairly, I'm fairly sure pretty much a good majority of the podcast hosts seem to thought that they might get relegated. <laughs> I did predict Stoke would be in trouble. I just wanted Mark so, Hughes to get relegated. I don't really mind Stoke. So I have to take my hat off to Mark Hughes. And, and that leads on to my question. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens next season with Stoke because... They're losing a lot, if, aren't they? Well, what what do you do next season? Do you, do you back Mark Hughes in the transfer market? Do you back him big? Well, that's last dangerous. time that happened at QPR and look what happened there. <laughs> yeah, that's well, the. That's but I don't think Stoke want to do that. I thought that was the whole point that they they sort of the the fallings out with Tony Pulis was that they were back he they were backing him in the trans, transfer market. He had a was it one of the biggest net spends in the Premier League in his time in charge? Yeah. And, and they they weren't really happy with the the results. Got to one FA Cup final. That was yeah, it really survival every season is is good and it's good for the club as well. But but in comparison to what they were spending, mm. yeah, they were spending big big money. Uh, all right, let's move on to the championship quickly. We'll run through the football league. Um, Leeds won a game, Colin. I'm, I was shocked. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> Bet on it, had money on it. I actually backed them as well. We actually won for a change. Normally, back them and we lose. They beat Millwall two one. Yeah. Um, and this this is where sometimes recorded football can be <laughs> can tell a lie because the thing is, if you looked at the highlights on the football league show, you'd think that Leeds were the better team. Yeah. And and they weren't. No. Millwall were robbed, um, and they must be feeling sick leaving Ellen Road with no points. Um, See Holloway after the game. He said, "Well, they've won, so they'll be happy, won't they?" Yeah, well, yeah, clearly, and that's what happens if you win. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear his? Did you hear his other comments saying something like Leeds need to get a life or something like that? Oh, about yeah, uh, someone asked him about the, the history or something. I think it was. Yeah. Live in the now or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's it. Is he, yeah. is he having another breakdown after the Crystal Palace? I think he might debacle. be. You want to live in the now, Ian? You're in the relegation zone now, mate. <laughs> <laughs> live five years ago when you had Black, uh, Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> that went well for him as oh awkward <laughs> but anyway let's move on to some better stories Forrest got absolutely pumped <laughs> by Derby 5-0 uh, 
and Billy Davis is now in danger of getting a sack and being replaced by Neil Warnock. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. If this happens, if Davis gets a sack, I hor- he's a horrible little man. I really dislike him. <laughs> uh, but good win for Derby, though. Steve McLaren's got them back on form. I think they've left it a little bit too late now to catch Burnley. There's 10 points to gap. At the top two, I think they're away now. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I definitely agree. I think uh, I think it's been that way for a while, but it was just a case of sort of like dotting the I's and crossing the T sort of thing. Mm. They've looked the best. They've looked the best all season. The two at the top, and I think I think Leicester are by far and away the best team in the league. Yeah, there's a point made by Steve Carrick on the Football League show, which I don't agree with many of them. But he said last night <laughs> that um, they've now got to lose more games in their remaining nine than they have done all season, and it just doesn't happen. It's not. It's not going to happen, is it? I mean, I can remember. Um, when Nigel Pearson first took over, there were some there were there were some uh, people unsettled mm. at Leicester because he apparently didn't bring uh, the right the right type of football and stuff like that. But sure, they won't be complaining. <laughs> no, they could just still have Ericsson and be mid table in the championship. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sheffield Wednesday did he? They lost, didn't they, to Doncaster? Yes, it's uh, it's becoming it's becoming rare for Sheffield Wednesday to lose a game second half of the season. Is it a, is that a derby game? It's not really, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, is it's it? South Yorkshire derby. Yeah, yeah. God, do they, they actually care about Doncaster? Because Leeds fans don't. Not really. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard, but Sheffield Wednesday are massive. Um, and there's it, and there's this thing where every club within probably probably every club in the UK likes to play Sheffield Wednesday and call it a derby. <laughs> Um, for some reason, so you get Doncaster, Barnsley, Rotherham, Chesterfield, uh, Huddersfield <laughs> jump on the bandwagon every now and oh, again. They're the worst ones. They've got uh, no real Leeds, rivals. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So you get all these uh, mediocre teams, and uh, and they all want to play the massive. You know what I mean? <laughs> Too many derbies. <laughs> there should only be like seven of them. The proper ones. Yeah. Well, That's obviously, there's a Sheffield derby, the Steel yeah. City derby. You know what I mean? That's uh, that's obviously up there with like. Um, I'll allow that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to think that's up there with the Manchester derby and things like that. Yeah, um, obviously, obviously, the last time it was played it in League One, so that takes some of the spice out of it. Yeah, unfortunately, Sheffield United are still there. It's a shame, isn't it? I mean, if it's on tonight, I'm still gonna go with El Clasico. I'm not gonna lie to you. El Clasico over Steel City, really? <laughs> <laughs> you'll learn. You'll learn Adam's ways. In the morning, <laughs> morning podcast with us. Uh, Bournemouth got a late, late winner at the, away at Barnsley, which keeps Barnsley at the bottom of the table. Uh, Yeovil managed a 2 2 draw, but that keeps them second bottom. And obviously, Millwall lost in Leeds. Um, I think that's probably going to be the three that go. I think there's a little bit of a gap there now. Charlton are just above Millwall, but they've got three games in hand. And then there's five uh, points to Birmingham. Personally, I still think that, that, Char- um, that Charlton are in trouble. I think while ever. Millwall have got Ian Holloway. I think there's always a chance, personally. Mm. There's also a chance he could go absolutely mental though, as well. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, he does look like he's going to self-implode at any second. <laughs> um, but I think I think that works well, and and it's just getting players like DJ Campbell to listen to him, which is always a struggle. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, well, as there's no Pompey fans on the podcast this week, we don't have to mention League Two, so we'll just have. But we can mention that they lost one 0 There we go, and uh, also <laughs> Gosport Borough in the. What's the trophy, Colin? Football trophy? FA Vars, isn't it? Or something? FA, FA Vars, is it? Yeah, FA trophy. FA Vars, yeah. FA trophy. FA trophy, yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, Cambridge, as probably predicted by everyone, battered them 4 0. Uh, well, but Greg and Tom are in a very. Um... They've had a good day with the bright lights. <laughs> <laughs> They've had a philosophical day as well, somewhere tweeting after the game. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the football rounded up. Let's move on to our betting corner. We haven't got a game this week, I'm afraid. Um, so there was no winners last week. I did uh, tell Adam before the podcast started he had one. He actually hadn't won, I'm afraid. So that does mean he's in. Oh, he's not quite bottom. No, Tom's still bottom. You're on minus 200 now. Um, then Adam on minus 150. Then James, minus 117. Then me, minus 68. Then Greg, minus 41. And Colin, top of the tee, top of the tree, sorry, with minus 39. How has James got so much when he doesn't turn up all the time? I don't know. I actually don't know. I'm going to start taking 20 quid off him each week. Rather than 10. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to finish bottom. I'm going to make sure it happens. Um, but I think Tom really enjoys being bottom. So <laughs> don't take that away from him. He loves it. He's not made it for a while himself. Hey, that was a... a Worked on two levels, that one. 
<laughs> um, so for Tom, your bet this week has been done by Joe. Um, so Joe, if you want to tell us what the bet is. Yeah, I've gone for a championship accumulator. Um, the championship, possibly the least predictable league. In- <laughs> yes. So I thought I'd try and reverse that and make it predictable. Um, so I have gone for midweek games and I've gone for Derby to beat Ipswich, Reading to beat Barnsley, Burnley to beat Donny, Leicester to beat Yeovil, Leeds to beat Bournemouth and Huddersfield Middlesbrough to be a draw. And what is the return for that? Um, it is £120. £120. That would, that would definitely get him off the bottom. Um, James, as you're not here... I continue to be nice to you for some reason. I'm just going to go for Millwall to beat Birmingham. Just a simple one-off bet there. Um, £10 returns £20. Um, Adam, what have you got? Uh, I've gone for all midweek games. Okay. I've gone for Burnley to beat Doncaster. Yep. Uh, Celtic to beat Partick Thistle. Leicester to beat Yeovil. Yep. Um, Atletico Bilbao to, build, uh, to beat Elche. Um, Atletico Madrid to beat Granada. Right. And... Um, Bayern Munich to beat Hertha Berlin, and my ten pound returned seventy six pounds. Excellent, thank you very much. Um, I have gone for just a double this week. Um, I'm going to go for Leeds to continue their brilliant run of form of one win and um, beat Bournemouth on Tuesday night. And I'm also going to go for Arsenal to win. Uh, I think are they playing Monday? Playing Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah, to beat Swansea on Tuesday night. Um, a £10 there returns £54 somehow. Um, Ryan, you've done a bet for Greg. What yeah, I've done a, a Premier, Premier League accumulator for the midweek games. So I've got Man City beating United, Arsenal beating Swansea, Newcastle, uh, sorry, Everton beating Newcastle, West Ham and Hull to draw, and then Liverpool to beat Sunderland. And that returns a incredible <laughs> somehow... And like it's it it seems unseemly that this is the amount of money, <laughs> two hundred and fifty seven pounds and ninety nine pence. Yeah, enjoy that, Greg. If that comes in, you'll have Ryan to thank on Twitter. Yeah, go big or go home. <laughs> well, speaking of go big or go home, Colin, what was your bet this week? Well, yeah, I, I got uh, I got messed up, didn't I? Because uh, Yeovil scored a injury time equaliser unbelievable are you still going on about this <laughs> I know I know that would have been one of my bigger returns it must have been about £30 um, uh, yeah it was no it wasn't it was £20 oh well there we go that's alright then um, stop, stop exaggerating th- this one's not much different uh, I've gone for a taste of Scotland yet again I've gone for uh, Celtic to beat Partick Thistle uh, they're playing midweek and then at the weekend they're playing Ross County and I've also gone for Rangers to beat our broth. Nice and simple. £10 returns £17.69. Wow. Excellent. Thank you very much, Colin. All right, we've got a little bit of time left before we need to be out of here. So let's quickly mention the Champions League. Um, is it a quarter-final draw? Yeah. Yeah, so we've got Arsenal taking on Atletico. Man United taking on Bayern Munich. Paris Saint-Germain versus Chelsea. And Real Madrid versus Dortmund. Some tasty ties there. Any any of the ones really stand out for you? Obviously, Man United buying. That's uh, I think we can all safely agree on who's going to win that one. I think uh, I think Chelsea PSG is quite interesting because PR- PSG are like the new Chelsea, aren't they? Like Chelsea <laughs> ten years ago or something. You know, they've got all this money and they sort of like, what do we do with it? Let's buy Hernan Crespo. <laughs> But they didn't do that. They didn't do something stupid like that. They bought Zlatan. Yeah. Well, yeah. That that. So maybe they're a little bit, little bit better than Chelsea in that. It's like Chelsea two point so. I can't wait. for yeah. that versus Terry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ryan, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm just sitting here, you know, hearing all this abuse about Crespo, <laughs> and uh, I love you know he scored a he scored a banging Crespo did goal well. against. You just didn't keep him. That was the stupidity. Yeah, you know, banged a but great so, goal against Wigan. That's not even the oh, yeah, that Wigan goal. Chelsea have done. It was a beauty and Mutu. Very mind Wigan had uh, Mike Pollitt in goal, the former Rotherham goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to mention that, Joe. <laughs> Don't kill the dream, God. <laughs> Colin, oh, Colin no. which one stands out for you in this? Well, like the guys are saying, I, I think. Chelsea for me stands out. I think they could. Uh, I think Manchester United have had it. I think Chelsea are going to be the only English team to go through to the semis. Um, I think. I think they've got the beating of PSG. I don't. Qu- well, I do. I mean, the question is how much of an impact that will make on their running in the Premier League. 
will they will it impact them because like Arsenal Liverpool they've they've got these extra games to play I don't know it's just a thought but I, I fancy Chelsea to beat Paris Saint-Germain especially with the first fixture being at Paris Saint-Germain so mm. the return leg is going to be at Chelsea so if they get a result or a draw at Paris Saint-Germain back at Stamford Bridge it's up to Jose to do his magic again yeah, Adam. I'm just, I'm just going to say I think that, that this Chelsea team is much better equipped to win the Champions League than the team that actually won it. I don't think I've seen Terry in better form in the past few years. Cahill has been a revelation again. Aspilicueta has been fantastic. There is a big drug-shaped hole though up front, isn't there? There is. True, but, one, but in terms Terry... of like Zlatan versus Terry and Cahill, I think Terry and Cahill could have him beat. You reckon? Not the end. You've got Cavani um, as well. Too. Too, Fair enough. Yeah, but I reckon because Terry and um, Terry and Cahill are also known for their pace. So if we just put <laughs> put Cavani and and um, Lucas Moura on, I reckon they could handle that as well, don't you? Think? <laughs> Can't see well, any problem. They're going to struggle with their pace. Agreed. Yeah. They're going to. six yard line. I think. I think that, they um, are very disciplined, and with Matic being in the squad again, he's been a rock yeah, for them to. He's quite a replacement for John Obi, isn't he? He's quite an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, John Obi's you know, a really quality player. You know, Matic, <laughs> no, Matic is like 10 times better than Mikel. Let's just put but it out there. But surely Matic can't play? Hmm, I don't know, actually. He must, have played for, he must have played for Benfica. I don't know, actually. We'll find out. <laughs> he most definitely must have cut-tied. So, I think that... <laughs> That is actually, yeah, no, I think he is actually cup tight. That is a, yeah, I've, oh. I've just skipped that. I'll start to Mikel then. <laughs> quick, you or, you know, helps, but I wouldn't. Nah, quick as well. Lampard and Ramirez, but that's not very defensive. <laughs> I, th- I, think that, I think that PSG are being slightly downplayed because of the fact that it's you people maybe struggle to benchmark them because they don't have an awful lot of competition playing in France. But I think that if you look at the actual players they've got, they're a really good team. I think they've got. Um, they've got the best defender in the world in Thiago Silva, in, in my opinion. And they've got Zlatan. And, and in, in between that, they've got, I, I think, a, just a beautifully balanced midfield. Yeah, one that Yaron Gawai can't get anywhere near. Who's a Premier League, one of the best players when he was in the Premier League. And, and if you look at the options they've got, if they need to try and change a game off the bench and they can bring on players like um, Javier Pastore and Lucas 40 Mora. million. <laughs> yeah. And Lucas Moura, that I think that I honestly think this is a team that can create Chelsea, can create problems for Chelsea. And when you look at, I think that we we compared them sort of jokingly to Chelsea, but I think a better comparison is actually Man City. Mm. And if you look how Man City struggled, well, are still still have struggled to adapt to life in the Champions League. And you look at how how PSG did last season when they they pushed Barcelona very close. Yeah. Very close. Barcelona were, were definitely not comfortable in that tie, and that could easily have gone their way. I think that I think that PSG have got the beat. Could have, potentially have the beating of Chelsea here. They're a very quality side. Like they've got quality across the whole pitch. It's going to be a really difficult game for Chelsea, especially at PSG. Mm. It's probably going to be one of those very Keep defensive count counter. Because I mean, that's what Chelsea's football is at the moment: counter attack. Because we have got pacey players like Willian Hazard that can yeah. do these sort of things. Going forward. But it's, it's just making sure that they are tight at the back, which Zlatan and Cavani are definitely going to be very, very difficult to deal with, mm. for sure. Because I think that's going to be the most interesting game. I, I think that actually, I think that the possibly the most interesting tie will be the, the Dortmund-Real Madrid one. Yes, I can't I wait for this game. There's... Um, there's, there's obviously a lot of gripe from last season as well. Yeah, and it's going to be a cracking game. I think that's the tide around for me. I think I think that's going to be like a game of two people playing FIFA, <laughs> and it's just going to be like it's going to be madness. It's a FIFA honest. demo game, isn't it? That. I I'm think sure. it's going to be. A, I think it's going to be an absolute battering for for Dortmund. I think yep. Madrid are going to take them apart. Yeah, they just look imperious at the minute, Madrid. I do, and I, and I think that they're going to have a, absolutely everything you. You think that they'd need to 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 get the result because they're going to be incredibly motivated. Yeah, and you're looking at a, t- a Dortmund team that's just 
depleted as it is and just seems to be getting worse and worse and worse. They've got nothing to play for in Germany just either. Keep, just keep getting... I'd, I've never seen a team be so unlucky with injuries. Mm. All right, let's pick our semi-final teams then. I'm going for the two Madrids, uh, Munich and Paris Saint-Germain as my four. Colin? Oof, that, that's a big one going for Atletico. Um, I just love Diego I, Simeone. I'm going to go with Barcelona, Real Madrid, Chelsea and Bayern Munich. Adam? I'll go with Collins, except I'll go for PSG. Okay. Um, Joe? I've got Real, Barca, Bayern and Chelsea. And Ryan? I think that's probably my one as well, actually. I'm going to agree with Joe on yeah. that one. Unlucky Man United. You're not coming for I don't think anyone's suggesting <laughs> Man United again through left corner. No. I, 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 is there not a little tiny sneaker thing? I think that... They, it's they Man just United. don't win the Champions League. Yeah. If, they do, if they do I mean, classic Man United, they, they could do what Chelsea did a few I mean, seasons ago. Chelsea won it, Liverpool won it. <laughs> I mean, you mean those weren't good teams no. but won the Champions League and we're talking in recent memory. They beat better teams in the final as well. I don't know. But no, that's not going to happen. That's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll be lucky to be less than, well... It'll probably be about yep. three or four nil on the on the away They'll leg. They'll be lucky to be in the second leg. Yeah, yeah. Just don't bother going. Um, I think that's pretty much all for this week, guys. Adam, we're almost done. Just in time for you to go and watch the Spanish football as well. Oh, so good to me. <laughs> I know that's why we've recorded, especially early for this week. It may even get edited tonight if I can be asked. Um, so that is all for this week. I want to thank Ryan and Joe for making their debuts. Um, did you have fun, guys? Yeah, I definitely had. Fun. Thank you for having me on. No problem. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I'm such sh- a leading question, Russ. Yeah, I know. <laughs> did, did you have fun? No. Shit. If you say no, we cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last guest we had was Colin, and he stayed for eighteen months. I just now. like the I just like the idea of them saying no, and then you listen back to the podcast, and, and there's no voices. Just, just completely edited them out. <laughs> just this whole conversation, it doesn't flow. <laughs> we learned last week that I'm not a petty man, Adam. That wouldn't. <laughs> Well, yeah, the last guest we had was Colin, and we can't get rid of him now, so I'm sure we'll be seeing more of you guys on the podcast in the future. Thank you very much. Um, it's been my pleasure. Oh, good. Would you like to plug your Twitters? Um, Ryan, what's yours? Uh, my Twitter is at the Ryan Goodman. Pretty simple. And are you doing any sort of other work on the internet anywhere? Um, I've been writing for thepalaceofwisdom.co.uk, which is a wrestling and gaming and geeks um, news and reviews website so definitely go and check that out because i'm going to go to a gaming convention this week sorry next weekend and i'll be doing lots and lots of coverage for them Ooh, i've got to do the titanfall mm. review for them i've been playing it for a week i haven't started writing it yet um and joe would you like to plug your twitter and anything else that you're doing online yeah mine's at joseph cawthorn um not really doing much online at the moment but um i'm out and about at premier league matches most weeks so uh, I've usually got an opinion on them that I'm at. Excellent. Uh, Colin, what's your Twitter? I am at Cass, C-A-S-707. Um, are you doing anything online apart from winding up men from a betting podcast? Are you still doing that? Um, no, no, I've, I've built bridges. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, I've, I've built bridges with the guy who, who works for William Hill. Yeah. Um, I, I do follow and message the, the guy who does the Football League podcast, but he... He never returns my calls. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if I've been blocked um, or, or what. But, Stan uh, I think I'm, <laughs> I know. Yeah, Stan Collymore and a guy from uh, Football League, William Hill podcast. So, uh, yeah, he, he doesn't get back in touch with me anymore. You've got selected targets. And um, Adam, what's your Twitter and what are you up to, if anything, online? Um, Adam SA101. Um, absolutely nothing. No. No. Fair enough. Yeah. You can find you tweeting about um, flashing bales, though, can't we? Well, all sorts, yeah. That's that's just one of the, the lovely things. Um, other highlights, maybe, um, stories about how I've forgotten my glasses when I'm going to my um, accountancy school. <laughs> it's, it's pure gold. Follow him, AdamSA101. <laughs> um, I'm Ross Bell, 1984 on Twitter, and also you can follow us as a collective at Man on the Post. Um, make sure you listen to the midweek podcast. It comes out on a Friday. It's not really midweek, I suppose, but <laughs> <laughs> it's the Extra Time podcast with uh, Chris. This week was with Chris, Laura, and 
um, Emma, sorry Emma, regular host. Um, I'm sure Mark will be back with them soon. Uh, so until next week, or at least say, so we say goodbye, it's goodbye from Ryan. Goodbye. Goodbye from Joe. Goodbye. Goodbye from Adam. Bye. Bye from Colin. Goodbye. And always remember to keep your man on the post. Adam, I, I reckon, I'm pretty sure, you wear Felix Magat type glasses. <laughs> is, is that true or false? <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're not. They're um, they are what you would call hipster glasses. Though. <laughs> there's no lenses in them. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's definitely lenses. Uh-huh. Otherwise, I can't see shit. <laughs>